Blog Talk Radio. show i am your host robert simmons and of course in the studio today i always have with me the beautiful wonderful miss alicia wiggum how are you doing today i'm great robert thank you Thank you. oh it's always a pleasure remember to check out hashtag wiggum report once again i would like to take this time and opportunity to thank all of my friends and followers i don't like to say fans because you know we're all family for um Continuing to make the Real Talk with Robert Simmons show a phenomenal show, good numbers and things like that. I love you guys. You are the best. As you may know, tonight's show is a little different. We're not really um, going to have the typical show format that we uh, normally have because we are going to have the opportunity to hear from a few of our candidates. Some of them are still at functions and things like that. So. Um, some of them will not make it on the show tonight, but if you are in the Jacksonville area on August 6th at 7 p.m., we will be at 315 West Forsyth Street doing a candidate forum. Uh, it is a free event. Come out, enjoy some food, and maybe a cocktail, too, and you'll be able to listen and talk and support your candidates as they sell themselves to you and and the voters here locally in the Jacksonville area. So, because the Wigan Report is a great part of the show, no matter how the format on this show goes, we're always going to have that. So we're going to take a quick sponsorship break and come back, and we're going to be right at the Wigan Report right after this. Facing the loss of a loved one can be one of the most trying and difficult parts of your life. And during this difficult time, one of the most important decisions that you have to make is choosing a funeral home. And my recommendation is C.L. Page Mortuary, where their staff is knowledgeable in the funeral home industry and service is their number one priority. For more information on C.L. Page Mortuary, visit www.clpagemortuary.com or call 904-353-4434. And the Wigan Report is sponsored in part by the Color Page Mortuary, where service is their number one priority. Hello, everyone. Um, this is Lacey Wigan bringing you the Wigan Report. Straight no chasers. Straight news. We love it. Give it to us straight. <laughs> All right. So just starting out with some celebrity news. Uh, Cat Williams. In the news again. <laughs> what's, what's new? <laughs> okay, well, obviously it is involving an altercation. Um, that's in Cat Williams' fashion. Um, he's being under investigation for criminal charges right now for assault with a deadly weapon. 
Um, basically, what happened was he was at LAX in LA, and a fan saw him, uh, pulled up next to him while Cat Williams was in his car, and um, snapped a few pictures. Cat Williams didn't like that, so he sticked his bodyguard on him. And <laughs> Wait a minute. When you say sick, is it like a dog? or? <laughs> I, I, I mean, he did. He told him to get out and take care of it. So the bodyguard got out, pepper sprayed the guy, tried to take his phone. The guy stumbled out of his car. And, you know, as he got out of his car, Cat Williams hit the man in his leg with the roll roll. <laughs> that is uh, not incredible. <laughs> so he did that. So now he's under, like, criminal investigation um, for doing that. I mean, I don't see him doing any time because the gentleman in the story didn't say whether the guy went to the ER or anything like that. But I do well, there's, see a lawsuit. There, yeah, there's definitely a lawsuit to make. And I mean, yeah, I'm, Rolls Royce, give me that. <laughs> <laughs> You're that shame. Um, so, I mean, that was quite interesting. And I guess the next thing that I wanted to bring forth about LeBron James, you know, mm. we Last Tuesday, this wasn't in the news. This Tuesday, it is. Um, he's leaving. Now, I, for one, am a Le- LeBron James fan. Hmm. So I'm going to root for whatever team he's playing for. These fans ain't lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> I have always loved LeBron James, for one, okay? I watched the draft in 2003. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not a sports person. <laughs> um, but uh, just as uh, I, I guess he he's one of those people you love to hate or you love to love okay. um, because Cleveland burned his jersey when he left yeah. and did some horrible things. And Miami, now that he's leaving, there was a mural that was created with the big three, him, mm-hmm. Bosh, and Wade, and somebody took it upon themselves to, like, black his face out <laughs> already. <laughs> well, I tell you, that, that, that is pretty interesting. And, and just to uh, feed off of that a little bit, I am a basketball fan. I'm a LeBron fan. Um, as far as his athleticism, he's a great, he's a great athlete. I disagree with the move. I am a true Miami Heat fan. I was a fan before LeBron James, and I'm going to remain a fan. I mean, I after. remember Alonzo Mourning. I remember that. I mean, but like, seriously, I bought my gear because of LeBron James. I'm not even going to lie. I really did. Uh, you know, he has a lot of emotion. I mean, when you when you are that much of an influence in a community, people get very emotional and moving back and forth, I think it can, uh, you know. Well, I'm happy for his decision. I mean, a lot of people want to give him, you know, flack about doing it. And just that, and, and think about it like this. One of my uh, Facebook friends put this on her status, and I thought it was very unique. You know, he's from, you know, Ohio. He's from Correct. Correct. And it's one of those things where, just as a, a person graduates high school and goes off to college, they may go to another state, they may go to another town, but it is always refreshing to hear them come back home and, and use those talents and things that they learned back home. So that's how I'm viewing LeBron's move. His move to me is something that is going to help them, and he's gotten what he needed. He wanted some rings, he got some rings. If he doesn't win any more rings, he's probably satisfied, and that's probably why he took the Initiative to go back home. Well, good luck, Mr. James. <laughs> uh, whether I agree or disagree. And you have one more? Mm-hmm. I actually do. Um, the last story I have is it's about iPads. 
Um, actually, there are some iPads that have been causing rash from nickel allergies. Ooh. Yeah. Rashes and, in what area? I mean, I mean, did you know a lot of where you lay? It. I mean, people, you know, lay in the bed. They may have it on their stomach. They may, but it, there's nickel in the outside covering of hmm. of the iPad. Um, and it's not just iPads. It's it's other type of devices. Um, but iPad obviously is sticking out. Um, an 11 year old boy from San Diego was recently hospitalized with an itchy body rash because of his iPad. And so that's one thing to think about. But, I mean, outside of that, there are ways to get around it. Not saying take your iPads back to the store or anything like that. If you buy a protective case, um, it could actually put that down because it's a contact, the contact with the nickel with on the, the nickel. skin. Okay. And that's only if you have a nickel allergy. Wow. Incredible. Well, Mr. Lacey Wiggum, we love you for your uh Hashtag Wigan Report. Before I let you go, you know, this show is about uh, meeting the candidates here locally in the Jacksonville area, mm-hmm. which the political arena in Jacksonville is something that uh, lays very close to my heart because the report that we did with two weeks ago when mm-hmm. these different laws uh, were passed yeah. and what have you, and a lot of people, they simply won't even go out and vote. So... As of today, I am launching a full-scale, all-out, you can call it war, on getting out and voting. In fact, on the 19th of this month at El Bethel, uh, Bishop Hall is having an event, um, a, a get-out-and-vote rally, and I encourage everyone to come out meet the candidates. Um, get electrified about voting. This is your life. We complain about different laws and things that... They pass, and we say this isn't right, but I feel like if you're not getting out and voting, you, you really don't even have a right. Your, your opinion That's doesn't right. your opinion doesn't even matter if you're not going to the polls right. or uh, and things like that. I'm sure you're a registered voter. Yeah. I, 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 I would hope. And, um, <laughs> I definitely am. I believe they'll be, uh, they'll be registering people to vote out there on the 19th. Also, August 6th, guys, come out. We're having a candidate forum. Um, and we extend our invitation to all candidates, especially with the election coming up in August and in November, and the ones uh, in 2015. Uh, we encourage all candidates to come out. And we do have a few candidates um, in tonight. Our first interview that we're going to uh, let you hear, uh, Mr. Michael Sherritt could not make it live, so he came into the studio last night, and we did a drop, a recording uh, with him. And I, you know, I want to say thank you, uh, Mr. Sherrod, uh, good guy. We also have uh, Mark McCullum, who is uh, running for District 7. And uh, Paula Wright was supposed to be here, but she is uh, at another function. Um, you know, she's a busy woman <laughs> doing her thing, so you can't, you can't get mad at that. So um, hopefully at some point uh, she'll, she'll, she'll call in. But uh, I'd like to thank you for coming into the studio and giving us your report, and uh, do you have anything to tell the listeners about voting? I mean, just from your personal aspect, and then you can, you know, you can go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can <laughs> Get out of here. No, <laughs> well, um, voting is very important. Um, just as Robert said, voting, um, if you don't vote, you have no right to complain. I mean, you, you hold uh, what happens in this country, in this state, in this county in your hands when you go into that voting booth. And if you don't take the opportunity to vote 
And, and don't just vote because it's a presidential election. Don't just vote because it's something that is uh, uh, history-making. Um, definitely vote every single time that there is an opportunity to vote so your voice can be heard. Words of wisdom from the wise. Well, thank you very much. And at the, we're going to go uh, to a commercial break, but before I do that, the call-in number, if you would like to speak to one of our candidates, is 646-595-2490. Again, that number is 646-595-2490, and we will be back right after these messages. I'm Robin. And I'm Chris. We're the brothers behind Firehouse Subs. Back when we were firemen, when it came to food, we said it better be something good and a lot of it. That's what you get at Firehouse Subs. Take our hook and ladder sub. Smoked turkey breast, Virginia honey ham, and Monterey Jack cheese, all steam heated and piled high on a toasted sub roll. Our way beats their way. If you don't agree, it's free. You're going to cover that, right? My money's on the sub. Love the confidence. Firehouse Sub, founded by firemen. Hey, what's up? It's Catalina from the 97.9 KISS FM Afternoon Show for Laser Loft. Obviously, this is where you got to go in Jacksonville to get a tattoo lasered off. So, ex-boyfriend's name, ugly flower, this is where you go. Plus, I saw this amazing treatment last week. I watched this woman's under eyes go from dark and puffy to tightened and lightened up in 10 minutes. It was so cool to see it work. And you can get it done for free. All you got to do is stop by Laser Loft, 4372 Southside Boulevard, or give them a call, 642-7774. Medical Director, Dr. Roberto Garcia. Facing the loss of a loved one can be one of the most trying and difficult parts of your life. And during this difficult time, one of the most important decisions that you have to make is choosing a funeral home. And my recommendation is C.L. Page Mortuary, where their staff is knowledgeable in the funeral home industry and service is their number one priority. For more information on C.L. Page Mortuary, visit www.clpagemortuary.com or call 904 904- And we are back, and I would like to welcome everyone to the Real Talk with Robert Seven Show, third episode of the second season. We are excited about tonight's episode. Uh, We have a few candidates that we would like you to hear from on the show. Once again, this next clip that you're about to hear is Mr. Michael Sherrod, who is running for judge in the Fourth Judicial Circuit of Florida. He was not able to do the interview live. However, he did stop by the studio last night. And, you know, thank, big thanks out to him. And uh, we were able to do an interview. So I'd ask you to sit back and Without further ado, I introduce to you, Mr. Michael Sherry. Welcome back. We are here with the Real Talk of Robert Simmons show, and with me in the studio, I have Mr. Michael Sherry. Did I say that correctly? You did, Robert. And you are running for judge in what district or circuit? Robert, I'm running for circuit court judge, uh, which geographically encompasses Clay, Duval, and Nassau counties. Okay. Pretty big uh pretty big area. It is. So my my first question to you is, what brought you into being interested in the legal system at all? Sure. Well, Robert, let me first of all uh, commend you for the work that you're doing, and thank you for the opportunity and for allowing me uh, 
the ability to uh, uh, talk to voters and, and get our message out and, and talk a little bit about what we're doing. Um, to answer your question, when I was at the University of Florida uh, in the 1980s, I was uh, searching, as many young people uh, do at that, uh, were doing at that time, for uh, answers to what I would be doing with my life and with my career. And, and uh, I, I think I just—it was a sense of what I seemed to be good at and what I seemed to excel at, and uh, also the notion of wanting to uh, be community-minded, wanting to do something that would potentially make a difference in people's lives or. Uh, in the lives of business or government, and uh, all of that uh, encapsulated sort of steered me in the direction of, of going to law school. Okay, okay. So you're running for county circuit court judge in the Fourth Circuit of Florida. Why be a judge? Well, I tell people I've spent the last 23 years uh, as an advocate, and uh, I'm ready to spend the next 23 years as a peacemaker. <laughs> the um, uh, the notion really came upon me in earnest probably four or five years ago uh, that uh, I had an opportunity. Um, I sensed that I would have some p support from others in the legal community and uh, uh, different people that weigh in on this and make a difference in this, uh, that uh, I would have an opportunity to take the skill set that I had developed over that length of time and uh, put that to use uh, in a more broad, uh, broader sense uh, and uh, for the public. And, uh, you know, that's something that's appealed to me. I've had a good run in, uh, in practicing law. I've been blessed to be part of a uh, uh, well-respected uh, leading firm uh, here in Jacksonville and uh, have been surrounded by some extraordinary lawyers and some very bright people. And uh, that really gave me the opportunity to uh, to learn the practice of law and to uh, do it the right way. And I'm excited for the for the proposition of taking those skills and uh, uh, to the courthouse and putting them to work for uh, for the broader uh, good. Okay. Now this next question and probably my last question is a question that I ask every judicial candidate that has, to, that has come on the show, and that is justice. What is your definition? of justice? Well, I would say that uh, justice is a, a term and a concept that encompasses uh, uh, several things. I mean, fairness comes to mind, uh, integrity comes to mind, uh, doing the right thing. Um, one nice thing about uh, being a judge uh, is that you have an opportunity every day to wake up and go to work and do the right thing. Right. And uh, if you can add into that a, uh, a measure of common sense, then uh, I think that, and follow the law, uh, I think that all of that uh, combined makes a recipe for justice. Um, does that answer the question? It, it's, it's, it's good enough for me. I think you guys have done a phenomenal job. No, I think, um, you know, one thing I've told people is that if you put yourself in the place of a client mm -hmm. uh, or even a lawyer advising a client, uh, what clients want to hear from their lawyer uh, is that uh, there's a sense of confidence in the judge right, uh, right. hearing the case. So that uh, if you're being advised, uh, what you want to hear it from the lawyer is that, look, we've drawn a judge who has the experience, who has the acumen to understand the nuances of the issues that are involved in this case. 
Um, he's going to be well prepared for the hearing. He or she is going to have read the material. They will come, they will ask provocative questions. But at the end of the day, uh, they're going to be governed by, abs by absolute fairness. They're going to call it down the middle and they're going to follow the law. Wow. Well, I want to thank you for uh, coming out to the show. It's a great honor to uh, be able to interview you as uh, that's what I do. And once again, thank you so much for taking out your busy schedule, because I know you're a busy, busy man, uh, to <laughs> drop by the studio and giving us a word of wisdom. <laughs> well, the, the privilege is mine, and uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Right, well, thank thank you, you, Robert. very much. Done. Done, man. And that was the interview that we did last night. Uh, he's a great guy. He'll also be at the event at Duke's Place. So once again, that is 315 West Forsyth Street on August 6th at 7 p.m. Also, for more information on that event, um, you can go on my Facebook page at Real Talk Robert. Or for more, other, for more information, if you just want to call in, the number is 904 Again, that number is Robert, can you hear me? If so, we have dead air. None of the listeners can hear. Okay, guys, I believe we are back. We had a technical difficulty where all the volume is out, but on the line, I do believe we have Mark. Mark, are you there? Hello, Mark, are you there? Oh, Robert, can you hear me? I, 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 I can hear you. Uh, we had a, a system surge and everything just went out. I, I do I do apologize for that. <laughs> you must be a great candidate because uh, <laughs> you said the surge. But I'm, I'm glad to have you on the show, man. Glad to have you on the show. And uh, once again, guys, I apologize uh, to the audience. Not sure uh, what's happening. Me and the engineer were looking into what happened, but again, um, the call-in number is six four six five nine five twenty four ninety. And Mark, you're running for city council district seven. Am I correct? You are absolutely correct. Okay, and I, you know, I ask you, like I asked all candidates, uh, what brought your interest into, first of all, politics, and secondly, why city council? Well, my passion for politics began uh, earlier in life when I lost my best friend. Um, and I saw the injustice that was happening in our community, uh, and I thought that somebody needed to do something. So I nicknamed myself somebody, and I answered the call that was placed to me, and this happened. So city council was an area that I wanted to target because it gives me the opportunity to directly affect my community. Even though the city and the state as a whole needs help, we must first cut our own grass before I can come cut yours. 
So therefore, city council gives me that direct that direct link to the residents in my community. Okay. Okay. Now, District Seven. What areas uh, would you say that covers in the Jacksonville area? District Seven is the um, the downtown area: Springfield, Eastside, Brentwood, Dunn Avenue, um, North Oceanway area, and some parts of Kings Road. Okay, okay. So it's a pretty pretty interesting uh, part of town, a pretty vibrant part of town that is so close to downtown. Um, economically speaking, how much influence would you say that District 7 has in the city of Jacksonville? My personal belief, and uh, I think others will agree, that District 7 produces uh, or manufactures a lot of revenue for this city, but, we're, but District 7 has long become um, the vehicle that makes the money but transport it out of district into other areas of town. And at some point in time, we need to stop the hemorrhaging of funds. Mm. Okay, wow, wow. So uh, you, I know you, you have a very interesting story, and a lot of people, um, they, they've, heard, they've heard your story. If you don't mind, you know, sharing uh, your story on how you, you, you came into um, yourself and, and wanting to run for District 7 and hopefully being elected uh, is it next year, the, the election, 2015? We have about 254 days remaining. <laughs> so you, got, you got the countdown. And, and the reason why I ask you, you know, I, I love your story because there's so many people who feels – I was talking to a guy uh, just last week, and, you know, a lot of people don't even feel the need to vote because they feel like in their mind, well, if you're in politics, you're not real. You know, you're not real enough. You know, you don't understand – my struggle, you don't understand where I come from. Is it possible for you to relate to these voters that feel like, you know, man, I would go out and vote, but the guy that was sitting behind the desk, he can't relate to me. Um, well, you, well, you know, Robert, my I, question is, I are, think, are you, go ahead, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think that I'm the only candidate uniquely qualified to represent this district. Number one, I was born in this community, September 8, 1970. I lived in this community. I, owned, I was a business owner in this community. I was the first PTA president at Biscayne Elementary School. I founded schools and programs that assisted uh, disadvantaged or struggling students throughout our district. Um, I also, um, you know, uh, feel like I'm qualified because, you know, again, I grew up here. My family is here, and I have a undying love for this district. And the thing about mm-hmm. voting, you're, you're absolutely right, and I know this show is about, you know, why should we vote or encouraging people to vote. Uh, and as a black man uh, or, or just as a minority, period, that it was way back, I believe, in 1968 when we were given, when former slaves were given their citizenship um, and, and they had to ratify, they had to ratify the 15th Amendment, I believe, in 1970, to give us the right to vote, but still was not allowed to vote because there was a grandfather clause. And the grandfather clause stated that in order for blacks to vote, our grandfathers had to have voted the previous year. And that was, <laughs> oh, impossible. Wow. And that was impossible to do because he was the, the grandfather was a slave and he wasn't allowed to vote. How could we vote if our grandfathers wasn't allowed to vote? So in saying right. all that, I said this, it is important for us 
not just to vote for me, but just to vote because, and I like to say this a lot, you know, your, your Miranda rights give you the right to be silent, but your voter's registration card gives you the right to be heard, and we need to exercise our rights. Wow. Well, I, I totally agree with that. And I would ask the question that they ask every candidate, when you go in office, what's the first thing you're going to do? <laughs> Well, after after this season of campaigning, I'm probably going to uh, sleep, um, and then we're going to sleep that that night, and then we're going to immediately get to work uh, after the election. After they, um, you know, announce that I'm the winner of District Seven, um, we're going to immediately get to work. And one of the things we want to do is create programs in our community. Again, you heard me say earlier that we want to stop the hemorrhaging of funds from leaving our community and plant those seeds right back in District 7. You know, Florida Avenue, okay. when I was a kid, Florida Avenue had, you know, um, the furniture store. We had two gas stations. We had a record store. We had the best pork chop sandwich coming out of Cockett's restaurants that you ever would have. <laughs> um, we had Mr. Stubbs filling station. We had everything on Florida Avenue. And right now there's nothing on Florida Avenue. So we need to stop that. We need to build that community up because that district, and I'm passionate about the east side for a lot of reasons. One, I'm from there. Two, uh, you know, a blind man can see that District 7 uh, is a great district, but the Mm -hmm. community of the east side has been forgotten about, you know, and we need to stop that. We need to shed a light on on the east side. Uh, We need to shed a light on District 7. Again, we make the most money for this city. We have the stadium. We have the port. We make the most money in this city as as a district standpoint. Wow, that, that that that's pretty incredible that you know you point that out, and I never even thought of it in that sense. You you know you have uh, Talleyrand, um, the the NFL stadium, which holds several events, and I believe all the major venues would that fall under District Seven as well, as far as the Florida Times Union uh, Theater and all those Absolutely. things like that. It's close enough. Absolutely, <laughs> it's close enough. The, the floor, so the, yeah, the Florida Times Union. The Florida Times Union okay. is a part of the district. Um, oh, the wow. stadium, so, yeah, it, it, everything. It, it appears to have a huge economic uh, pull in uh, Florida. Now, my, my question to you, what you said people have forgotten about, about the east side, and I, I probably would agree with you uh, just based on, on, on driving, driving through. Do you think this is – race related or is it just simply just simple neglect of an oversight well you know you know robert we've been knowing each other for some time now you know i'm always going to be straightforward with you i'm always <laughs> going to point the finger i'm always going to point the finger where it needs to be pointed and okay the, the east side has been neglected because of us okay. we did it to ourselves and we're the reason it still hasn't grown and what i mean by it, that is that We'll get together and we'll talk about the issues and talk about problems, but it's very few times that we can get us down to a city council meeting. You know, so we allow I, things I, I, to happen. I agree. I agree. So when we, when we can get off our couch, when we can get out the comforts of our church pews, and we can get down there and let our voice be heard, then that's the only way that we're going to turn um, the east side around. I, I mean, a lot of great people have come from the east side, a lot of great people are still on the east side, and it's a great community. It's a great neighborhood. But, you know, um, you know, again, we have the ability to, um, to make things happen, but we just won't say anything. 
Wow. <clears throat> so you guys hear it here. I, and, and, you know, and I, and I would hope that you would join me on this campaign of really electrifying uh, the community, all communities, especially uh, minority communities, to get out and vote, get out and vote. Um, I don't know if you listened to the, sh- the show uh, a few weeks ago, but, you know, they passed 158 laws, and a lot of people didn't even know about the laws. A lot of people don't even know who their state representative, who their councilman is, who their senators are, who is the supervisor of the elections. They They really – have no clue and no idea, and I encourage everyone to uh, get out and vote and and stay uh, focused because we we complain a lot. You know, we are very uh, reactive people, and I feel like uh, we should be more proactive in uh, these instances. And which may very well be the case. Uh, let's just say in the in the east side, for for instance. And if you can uh, make it out August sixth, I would. Uh, it'd be great to have you out there. Um, with all of the other candidates and things like that at uh, Duke's place. Uh, you can, you know, have your supporters come out there, and, and we are going to, you know, do another televised event out there. And I, I extend this invitation to you, you know, live on the air. If you could mark that on your calendar, I think it would be uh, a great thing for you and your campaign to come out, and, and we can work together and tell people to come out and vote. You Absolutely. Know, I was just going to say I wouldn't miss it for the world, Robert. You know, I I really I really thank you for having this forum. I really thank you for uh, for inviting me to be a part of the forum, and uh, we'll be out there on August sixth. August sixth. Well, I thank you, thank you very very much. Once again, this wasn't the typical show that I normally normally do. I just wanted to take time out to let people uh, get to meet some of the candidates and things like that, and, and some weren't able to come on the show tonight. But everyone has promised to come out to the August uh, 6th event. So, once again, this is a very, 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 very special edition of the Real Talk with Robert Simmons show. In fact, we were not even scheduled to go a whole hour tonight uh, because of that. So I would like to thank you for coming on, and uh, good luck this uh, coming up election. And let the people know uh, where they can find you, what events you have coming up, um, your website, and all that good stuff. Well, um, this Saturday we'll be at the Eastside Reunion on August 6th, and they can find me on Facebook uh, at Mark McCullough um, for City Council District 7 is my campaign page. Or just Mark McCullough is my personal page, but we have several community events coming up. We have the um, Community Awareness Day that's going to be on the 6th and 7th with Pastor uh, Atlas Rankins over at Love Fellowship. Uh, Christian Center. I hope I got that right because it's going to kill me if I didn't. Um, <laughs> August 16th is our back-to-school event, Robert, and, and this is going to be a big event. This is our annual event uh, where we supply kids with all the school supplies, backpacks. Uh, we even give the little girls hairdos and little boys haircuts. It's called the Fresh Looks Before the Book. Uh, so that will oh, wow. be happening wow. on August 16th. Yeah, that's August 16th, and, and each year we select a different apartment community to service, and this year we're we targeting um, uh, Sanctuary Walk Apartments on East 21st Street. So that's going to be August okay. 16th uh, at, at 9 o'clock, and actually the Florida State Troopers is actually supporting this, so they'll be out there and other vendors and stuff will be out there just to celebrate the kids and end the summer on a positive note. Uh, Pastor Rankins, he may not... Uh, know that he's going to do this, but he's going to be out there um, <laughs> providing a word 
uh, you know, to the kids, just to send them back to school uh, with a covering. Right, right, right. Hopefully he listened to the show and uh, he just heard that. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, but before you go, um, you know, your website, uh, you know, things like that, people want to, you know, look, you know, look or maybe donate or whatever. If they just want to get more information about you, what's your campaign page? It's, it's just Mark McCullough. That's M-A-R-C. Uh, M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H and there's another page that we're going to be producing uh, that's in development now but it's mccullochcares.webs.com and that's the letter M mccullochcares with an S dot webs dot com Okay. Well look man, I, I appreciate you have it, coming and being a part of this special edition and I look forward to you coming out on August 6th and uh, I'll see you then. Absolutely, Robert. You know, again, thank you for having me on. Uh, I appreciate the hard work you do and provide this forum, not just for, um, for, for local candidates, but any candidate that wishes to come on. You always open your doors for them. So I appreciate you. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much, man. You have a good night. All right. Thank you, Robert. You have a good night as well. So you guys heard a special edition of tonight's shows from uh, Two of our most popular candidates uh, in the Jacksonville area. You heard first from uh, Mr. Michael Sherritt, who is running for the Fourth Circuit of the Judicial System here in the state of Florida, which has been a very, very, very active circuit. Um, even with the Trayvon Martin case, even it wasn't uh, – that's not the Fourth Circuit, but the Fourth Circuit handled the case. Um, the Jordan Davis case was done also in the Fourth Circuit. So as you all may know um, – this is a very, very, very important election coming up, and it's within a few weeks. So I encourage everyone to go out and vote. Let your voice be heard. Let it be seen. Get out, and let's make things happen. And I would like to thank everyone for being a part of this particular special edition uh, show. But once again, August 6th, I encourage everyone, August 6th, please come out to Duke's Place on 315 West Forsyth Street at 7 o'clock. And that way you will have an opportunity to meet all of the candidates, uh, all that will be participating uh, in this event. We'll have uh, food and cocktails and everything, you know, to make it a relaxed evening so you can network. Business owners, come on out and enjoy yourself. Also, on the 19th of this month at El Bethel Holiness Church, uh, Bishop Hall will be hosting a get out and vote rally where you can also have the opportunity to come out and meet candidates. There'll be, there'll be food vendors, uh, et cetera, a whole lot of things like that. So I encourage everyone to come out and support. I love to support the community that I'm a part of. And if we stick together and band together, I believe we can get a lot of things done. And I say this with love. I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. And I would say, God bless you and God keep you.